Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. Welcome back. We uh, took a week off there just to kind of, I don't know, recharge the batteries a little bit. And uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that both of our teams had a bye week that week. Uh, I realized that today. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I realized Yo. it has nothing to do with that. It really doesn't, but it looks sus. That, yeah, whatever. I'll it, own it. Yeah. We don't care about football if it's not our teams. Okay, fair, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's an exciting week, um, but... Now we're on to week seven. Week seven had a lot of big games, like big outcomes that kind of, you know, we're almost at the midway point of the season here. And going into week eight next week, uh, we kind of know who our teams, our good teams are, our great teams, and our uh, not-so-great teams. I mean, we're a third through the se- a third of the way through the season um, a bit. And that's I feel like this is really when it starts to show. Like, of course... You think of it like the first four games, next four games. Think of the four games, you know, think of quarters. But now that we're like a third of the way through, it's definitely starting to show more of who is who. Who is who? Of who, whoever we thought they were, is. Uh, Oh, yeah, we could use that reference every week and it would make sense. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, He was the coach that drafted Larry Fitz. Yeah. I saw that during the Sunday night game. Like, they had a picture of him. Because he's legendary. Yeah. And like in the background was was Denny Green. And I was like, <laughs> Larry Fitz was who we thought he was. <laughs> so where do we want to start? Ah, same old, same old. Go all the way back to Thursday, which seemed like very far away. It does. Uh, but do you remember that? that? Eagles, Giants? Oh, I remember Daniel Jones, you know, running too fast for his body. I'm, I'm dead. I just... It was wild because he wasn't touched the entire time, and he was running so fast, but even if he would have slowed up a little bit, like before he got to the point where he just biffed it, if he would have slowed down, he still wasn't going to get got. No, he wasn't going to be touched at all. But he was just fucking tunnel vision, dude. He had tunnel vision, and he was just like, it's like when a little kid is like running too fast, and they're just like, oh, hell yeah, I can't wait to see. Like, you see it happening seconds before it actually does yep you're like oh yeah you can see him start i I felt bad for him i really did because you know it's not a shitty team in a Uh, shitty division in a you know it was a shitty game well you know what it's it's it was a shitty game but look if they would have won that game it would have been second third they would have been second actually they they would have been second because they lost to the cowboys so the cowboys would have been first they would have been second you know what's crazy in that division because, like, uh, and most of the divisions now up at this point into week seven, it's like, you know, so many teams are, like, two games back or the third-place team is, like, four games back or the fourth-place team is. With that division, it's like uh, every week I watch one of those teams play, it's like if they win today, they can get first or they can get second. And I'm like, but they're one and three and one. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, Actually, I have a gripe. I have I have a very big gripe. So after this game, Philly is now two four and one, mm-hmm. and this is before the Dallas game. This is before the Dallas and they played the Redskins. The Washington, the Washington football, team. football team. Excuse me. Uh, so it was the football team and or excuse me. So after the Thursday game, Eagles two four and one. Dallas at that point is two and four. Oh okay. So at that point they're two and four. The winning percentage for Dallas is thirty three percent. They've won a third of their games, so they've won two out of six. At that point, the Eagles had won two out of seven. So if you've won two out of seven games, your winning percentage would be two point eight five point two eight five, which is lower than point three three. This is why ties fuck you. No, no, no. This tie, I didn't know this, ties count for half of a win. Oh. Ties count for half of a win. If you do 2.5 divided by 7, it comes up with 
.357, which is their winning percentage currently. And puts them, at and, that point, put them above the Cowboys. Yes, yes. <laughs> so their, their actual winning percentage, because a tie is not a win, it should not count as half of a win, their winning percentage should be .285 at... Well, right now, why this is, would be 0.25 why, right why now. is this? Why is this a gripe? Like, why are you so upset about it? It's a gripe because they have. It's it's not an actual winning percentage. What the fuck is 0.5 of a win? That's oh, not technicality, real. Technicality, schmechnicality, dude. So actually, looking at the standings right now, both Washington and Dallas are two and five. Their percentage is 0.286 because it rounds up. So they should all have the exact same winning percentage. But the Eagles because have that tie, that half a win. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I hate it. I, I, it's, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You have not won the game. You have also not lost the game. But are you ever seeing it as, do they have now 4.5 losses? Uh, no. Okay, I guess if you're going to throw it like it, To put it like that, okay, yeah, I can kind of see why you're upset. Because it doesn't say that, that it's half a half a loss. Nope. Just half a win. Just half a win. That's I all mean, it ties. It, 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 yeah. Good. We, I want to make sure our listeners know, I'm going to put in the description, the first 10 minutes is us talking about the value of a tie and your winning percentage. I was going to say we've spent way too long talking about the <laughs> NFC East than anybody needs. Well, I mean, that game was two NFC East teams, right? Division game on a Thursday night had a lot of implications, especially in that division, like I said in the beginning. One win swings completely shakes up the division standings. I just all the all the wins that that like any kind of normal division would have. I just the NFC West is just taking from the NFC East. Yeah, st- st- steal. Yeah, they st- stole. They're that. just stealing the energy. Stole. Yeah. So I mean, but we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So let's start out with a hot one. Just a just a now classic. All right, we'll go. To Lions Falcons. My God, just the Falcons here, dude. I, I think I, I think that every loss this year, they have found a different way to lose. We all know the comeback trope. Like we all know that it's like yeah, you know, yeah, they're up by this many points, they're probably gonna lose it. But like the kickoff one was different, and now this, you score a touchdown, and that's a bad thing. The Falcons. They're like, oh, you win by scoring, right? And just for, and just forget game sense completely. I don't even think it was that because if you watch the play, which I watched several times, like Red Zone couldn't stop playing it. Yeah, it was like Gurley realized what was happening, but just couldn't couldn't fall down in time without the ball crossing the plane. He was like, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, they they did a whoopsie again. I mean, okay, look, the first game of the year, they were not going to beat the Seahawks. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen. Second game, they... The kickoff. Yeah. The onside kick. Third game, Big Dick Nick. Yes. Um, just let them come back a lot. And then the other two games, um, I mean, they... It was a close game with the Panthers, but it's a divisional game. You don't know how it's going to go. And then they just completely stomped on the Vikings. So, let's say that... And then they should have... They should have and could have beaten the Lions. So, they could be very easily 4-3 and three right now. And what's that division look like right now? Tampa Bay. The Bucks are 5-2. and two. Right. So, Saints are 4-2, and two, and then Carolina's 3-4. and four. So, they could... It, they could be in the mix. They could be right in the mix, and they're just like, nah. Nah. We want to find... We want to, like, revolutionize the losing industry. Do you think they go for Trevor Lawrence? Do you think this is the plan? Like... Maddie, no, Maddie. They, they have to they have to bank on the fact that Jets will win more than three games. Uh, That's not gonna happen. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they're just play, maybe they're just doing this. It's the long game to get like Matty Ice is done. Maybe and they're just like we got to get Trevor Lawrence. I'm calling I'm calling it right now. Trevor Lawrence to the Falcons. So many things would have to happen. Like so, first of all, if they want to do it this season, right, they'd have to just lose lose out, and the Jets would have to win four games. <laughs> but maybe they're playing long game where like they do bad this season, the Jets still get the first pick, and then Trevor Lawrence stays, does not jump into the draft, okay, and then next okay. season they the Falcons do this shit again and they get him. There we go. I can get behind that. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Falcons they're just allergic to winning. This Matt is... Patricia hanging onto his job by a thread, boy. Dude, everything that goes on is just right in Matt Patricia's favor, and it's. I I I don't know. 
I don't know. He's he's not bad, is he? I don't. Is Matt Patricia bad? I don't know. I don't watch <laughs> enough Lions games to know. I just know that like I think they got off to a rough start and they won a couple games, so now he's kind of safe. You know, they don't fire a lot of people in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, this is only what his third season, so you know, I don't know. I don't know. We 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 see. We see what we see. What else happened Sunday morning? All right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. What what else did happen uh, Sunday morning? You tell me. Uh, well, the Saints beat the Panthers. I guess that was that was a fun game. It was a close one. Yeah. I mean, division game. Division games, like, we're getting to the thick of the things where, like, teams have seen each other on film, and now teams are starting to see each other, like, in the division, you know, and you, you have that continuity every year to build off of. And it's just kind of still looking like the Saints aren't, who they who we thought they who we thought they were. With that one, it's it's more like the Panthers are starting to gel. No, oh, Panthers look good. I think the Panthers Panthers are starting to gel, and it's a divisional game, and the Saints look quite human. That's what I mean, and we're used to them being, you know, up in the tier where Breeze is used to being. It's just like it's it's their division. He's he's always been there sometimes. The Panthers were there. Sometimes the Falcons were there. The Bucks haven't really been there the last couple of years. So now it's kind of flipping it on its head. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to insert another good team into this division. like, Or, you know, someone who can contend with the Saints. And, and Brady's done that with Tampa Bay. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey comes back for Carolina, I think, next week. He's day-to-day. So, you know, you throw him back into an offense that's kind of gotten into a groove with just Teddy. Theodore. Theodore. Theodore Bridgewater. Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Theodore. And then, I don't know, it was a fun game, close game, and like I said, I'm still not sold on the Saints, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from Teddy, you know, being made, you know, the starter of a team again, and kind of going through his first season with with a new head coach, and finding, you know, ways to win. They lost this game, but I'm happy for Teddy. You know, I... You know, start of the season, I was like, Teddy's going to be fine. He's not going to be a guy who wins you the game. I've seen some things he's done that was like, oh, that could win you the game. He's proved you wrong a little bit. Yeah. it's. I was like, oh, okay. He, he He's had some electric plays. I just think we have such a short memory. It's like we forget what he was doing in Minnesota before that freak injury. He was great. And, like, a lot of people will say, like, oh, yeah, like, injuries like that you don't come back from. And we've seen examples of it not working out after coming back from injury. But it seems to me that Theodore is on the right track. Like, he's starting to regain maybe not everything he was before that, but, like, he's putting the putting the stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that division shakes out. It could be a lot closer if the Falcons tried, like, even a little bit, but that's that's where we're at. Um, so, I mean, it, it, was, it was very weird because... So half of the games were one-score games, and then the other half were just kind of... Blowouts? Blowouts. Like, blowouts being, like, Packers-Texans. Yes. So, I mean, the Packers-Texans, not really... Aaron Rodgers was mad. Aaron Rodgers was mad, and uh, the Texans are just texting it up. They, oh, what's going on, man? They don't have good... So, they don't have Hopkins anymore. And that defense is not as dominant as it used to be, because that defense has carried them a lot. And Deshaun Watson just doesn't make the best decisions. No. He, he, he just... I, I don't know if he's not going through reads or just... I'm not sure what it is, but some of the decision-making that he chooses is just... It's just not the right call. I've watched a few games, like in certain plays in games, where Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun Watson will you know scramble out of the pocket, right, which is... Good, you know, get out of there because it's collapsing, whatever. That's what he does, But yeah. what, what happens is, I see this time and time again, he gets out of the pocket, and then it's like he freezes, not, you know, he's still physically moving, but like and it's like I can see it in his head, They're just like a deer in headlights. Like he doesn't know what he's going to do, if he's going to run, if he wants to throw. What he ends up doing is just running to the sideline, and then either trying to squeeze a pass in, like down the sideline that's not going to make it, or just running out of bounds. Like, he never can complete that scramble, ever. Yeah. And, like, he just needs to commit. Like, he needs to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to throw this ball, like, before I get out of bounds, or I'm just going to get a few yards. I can, I can slide. I can be protected. It can do something, and it's... When you're scrambling, you need to have 
that player downfield who can break away or make an actual play and they got have that they got rid of that and that's what made him so very successful successful that they had that deep threat i mean yeah they still have deep threats he can still throw the ball deep but there's nobody like okay pulling double coverage nobody that is really changing up how the defense is playing and that's a and that just goes back to what the fuck was bill o'brien thinking i think he just wanted to get fired He he just wanted to get fired, so he was he was just like, ah, I'm just gonna ruin this. I'm just gonna ruin this team. Uh, yeah, I, uh, all right. So okay, let's go. Let's go to that one. Was just a blowout. Ugly. I don't ugly. think it was anybody was surprised by that. But let's go to a closer one. So it was a very exciting game, actually. Steelers Titans. Okay, so that wasn't close in the first half. Like the Steelers looked like they were running away with it, and they were. And then they came out in the second half and was like, oh, shit. Remember when we do this thing where we, like, don't squash our opponents? We just, like, let them hang around and then win at the end? Yeah. They didn't even do that. No. They were, like, forgot how to football in the second half. It was kind of, I'm not going to say sad. I don't have any fucking sympathy for the Steelers. But it was, like, (laughs) it kind of also was a testament to the Titans making adjustments, right? I mean, what can we say about Mike Rabel? I talk about him every week on this show, like. They allowed Pittsburgh only three points in the second half. And that ended up being the difference of the game. Yeah, that that was it. But, like, it, I mean, my favorite thing about that entire game is after the missed field goal, Big Ben's face. He was just like, oh, they, they missed it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you're so surprised, like, when Gostowski... I know. 65 yards out, like, I was expecting him to miss that already. So, like, you know, if he would have made it, that would have been my face. Big Ben's face to the miss. That would have been my face if he made it. When he missed it, I was like, yeah. He's he's had some problems. He's had some problems this year. Uh, so it makes sense. But it was a big one. We had two 5-0 and teams. And, I mean, either one of those teams deserved to win. That that was just how the game played out. And we, we had a couple of those games that whoever won really went for it and deserved it. Yeah, and I think that was, for me, the most exciting game. Well, no, it wasn't um, on the docket. Like, of the games I watched, that wasn't the most exciting game. But on the docket, there was two key matchups that I was looking forward to. That was one of them, right? And it did disappoint. No, no, not at all. That I mean, it, it measured up exactly. Like, that was the game I was very interested in, like, to see what we could see. Yeah. And, I mean... It's kind of the same thing. The defense is still pretty good. I mean, still relatively, this year, relatively low-scoring game. And Derrick Henry still does what he does. He He's like Justin Verlander. He just, Verlander's pitches get faster as the innings go on. Derrick Henry just gets stronger. He eats more as, yeah. as the game progresses. Yeah. And it's like, Pittsburgh, I mean, they're, they're such a great organization. Like, you think about... All their seasons, like in the like, as as long as Mike Tomlin has been head coach, it's like they've always been contenders, and they've always had this grit to them. And to be what six and zero now, they're six and zero. In like, I don't know, that's a good squad in Pittsburgh. It is so. It is. Um, I I I don't think they've always been contenders. There's been some down years. Of course, everybody has down years, but like, there's definitely been some down years. But that's the difference between. Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh franchises, and honestly, most other, if not every other franchise. They're probably the most, not probably, they are absolutely the most stable franchise since, like, in the Super Bowl era. Yeah. 100% the most stable franchise in the Super Bowl era. So, like, even when they have a down season, if they're going, you know, 6-10 and or something, people, of course, people are calling for Mike Tomlin's head. But it's just like, no, okay, we understand we can't always win all the time. Be cool. It'll come back. It'll come back. Right. And that's, you know, just... And that's what always fucking happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look what's happening now. Like, yeah. You know, 6-0. and oh. uh, Another game I wanted to talk about was, another blowout, was Washington and Dallas. And I guess I mainly want to talk about what happened to Andy Dalton. Unfortunate. I texted you when it happened. Or no, you texted me. I texted you. I was like, uh, I know you said you were going to the store. 
Did you see that? And I did. I got back and I had watched. I knew exactly when you asked me, did you go to the store, what you were referring to. Yep. And I was like, that was fucked up. Yep. I mean, it's like Dallas can't catch a break, but also like, you know, I don't care that much like about the Dallas organization, but like Andy Dalton just getting drilled like that. Like, dude went to sleep on the field. Yeah. That was bad. Like that was what happened to Dak that just straight up accident. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a freak thing that just out of nowhere. And like, it's so sad. What happened to Dalton is malicious. Yeah. I mean, that guy got ejected, and rightfully so. I, I think a suspension should be warranted. We'll see. I don't think it will, depending on his history. But, I mean, it's like... I, I think I made this analogy to some people the other day. Where it was like quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, like Russell Wilson, like Kyler Murray that run and like you know can really put the yards on because they're running quarterbacks. Those are the guys you expect to get hit like that. Yeah. Because guys are coming at him, and when they slide the last second, like they're already coming. Yeah. Quarterbacks that like Andy Dalton, like you know this the, the red rocket's gonna slide. He's he's gonna slide. He's going down. He's not gonna juke you out of your shoes. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? I just that that is, it's fucked. And then you bring in someone no one's ever heard of, and it just this was really bleak for the Cowboys right now. Zeke is not eaten. I think he's, he's like not, he's famished. Yeah, and I I don't know. So I mean they're they're two and five. They're second in the division, so it's really... I mean, I think this Thursday's game is... Can you is just count- not, when we talk about the NFC East, can you just please not tell me where they are in the standings of the division? Just tell me their record, and we'll leave it at that. I don't want to hear that you can be 2-5 and five and second in the division. Oh, look, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure this Thursday is Eagles-Cowboys. So whoever wins that... Is it? Didn't the Eagles just play on Thursday night? Oh, shoot, you're right. So it's probably not them. Who in the heck... Oh, maybe that's a... Uh, I saw a graphic. It's Panthers, Falcons. I saw a graphic. It's another for bird team. Bird teams, yes. Cowboys and Eagles are playing. That's a Sunday night game. That's a Sunday night game. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I saw a graphic for that, and I was like, ah, well, whoever wins that has the division in a stranglehold. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bills, Jets. That's the that's the same one I was thinking. Uh, do we believe in the Bills? Well, uh, they only scored field goals, but it's a division game. I always like to give benefit of the doubt in the division game, but also the Jets are so fucking bad and the Bills are supposed to be so good and it just looked ugly. Okay, so I will guess ask you, not rhetorical, do you believe in the Bills? In what context? Like, do I believe they can take the division? In, in the broadest context, do you think this is a chink in their armor? Do you think, I mean, now they're, I mean, they're five and two, so they're still leading the division. Uh... But they didn't score a touchdown. No, I don't believe in the Bills. You I believe they're going to win the division. I still stick by that. I made that prediction <laughs> before the season, and I'm sticking with it, especially with the decline of whatever the fuck's going on in New England right now. Things. But, no, I don't believe in the Bills. It's like, you look at the teams they've beaten, either they weren't a good team, or they barely won. When they beat the Raiders, like, the Raiders were in that game. So it's just like, no, I don't believe in the Bills. Like, they haven't had any convincing, like, wins to me. That Rams game they won, they almost pulled the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, almost. So, I mean, and this is where, of course, the beginning of the season, it's just, oh, okay, these teams are good, these teams are bad. So now, it's more dividing into, all right, these teams are, yeah, like, these are some of the better teams, these are some good teams, and then bad teams. And I still think they're one of the better teams. <laughs> I think they're a good team. <laughs> I, I still, th- of course, I absolutely still say they're taking the, the division, but I do think they're one of the better teams. And I think they're going to be, depending on who they match up with in the playoffs, I think they can make a decent run, like a decently deep run in the playoffs. AFC has some heavy hitters, man. Like, I don't know. Like, we're talking Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Kansas City. Uh, I'm leaving someone out. Tennessee! But, I mean, so, I mean, you know, that's that's four teams. Would you say there are more than four great teams in the... AFC? Or, the excuse NF- me, I said... That was, yeah, that was, so that was four teams in the AFC. Yeah. Do you think there's that many or more 
great teams in the NFC. Well, I can think of the Seahawks. I can think of the NFC West. <laughs> what about the Buccaneers? <laughs> okay, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are a good uh, squad. Yeah, they're solid. Um, I hate the Packers, but the Packers maybe. I mean... They're there. I mean, they're, they're in Aaron the Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers is a past MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. And Aaron Jones is just a monster. Coming, yeah. And, I mean, he just has some good receivers on that squad as well. So, I, I, I would say that it's harder in the NFC. Maybe only because the good, the good, the great teams in the AFC, there's, like, only, like, that four or five. And then everyone else just kind of blows. In the NFC... It's like you have the good teams, and then there's still like, under, right underneath that tier, a bunch of those teams. Besides the NFC East, like the Bears, the Saints, the Panthers, um, who else is over there? I mean, not the Lions. Not the Lions. <laughs> the Vikings, maybe. The Vikings. I mean, this is the a, Vikings are one in five. There's a lot. Oh, but wait. But you believe in Kirk Cousins. I I believe in the team, and that's not what you said numbers, last. That's not what you said last time. The numbers that he has put up, Kirk Cousins, that he has put up, have always been solid. They they have they have not quite uh, falconsed it, and they're not quite as straight up as bad as Houston is looking. But the talent on that team, they absolutely should be and could be winning the games. Okay. Um, but they were on a bye. So, all right, let's let's go with... There There was a couple other, like, nothing games. Like, the Chiefs, Broncos. Yeah. 49ers, Patriots. What the fuck happened? What, they benched Cam. They benched Cam. I don't, I don't know. What happened to him? Remember, like, in the first two, three weeks, we were like, yo, this is working out. Like, this is looking good. I didn't know he could throw the ball like that, and he could still run. Now it's like he gets COVID, and, like, now he's... I guess there's a reason why nobody wanted him, and now we're seeing it. Okay, I said at the beginning of the season that I take the Bills to win the AFC East, but if Cam works out at all, the Patriots repeat. He is not working out at all. I can't even say at all though, because it was for a second. Maybe he okay. Okay, I I would not even say like it was working out very well. He was just he had a couple rushing touchdowns, but he wasn't playing fantastic. He was playing well enough. He was playing well enough, and that's what I was saying. If he's if they if he works out at all, if he's playing well enough, they'll do fantastic. But he's he's played well enough a couple games, and then abysmal. This last game. It's just weird. Like, it's like a, a flip, a switch was flipped. I don't know. And, you know, of course, we know Bill Belichick, so we're like, oh, he's seeing something everybody else doesn't see. Yeah. Like, no, that's why you brought him in, right? Clearly, the smartest coach in, in our era sees something that, you know, none of us do, like you said. And apparently, he was fooled like the rest of us. Yeah. So, I mean, the last games we have for Sunday we have Bucks Raiders mm-hmm. well Def- look defense th- there was 8 minutes left in that game and the score was 24-21 yeah and or, no it's like 24-20 yeah 24-20 and 8 minutes left in the game we were in it and then just there was a big, huge play. It was a third and thirteen. We had the Bucks like in their own side of the field, third and thirteen, and then we dropped to like a zone cover deep, and he just threw a fucking dump right over the middle, and he ran for the first down. That changed the game. Yeah. So, but I'm fucking saying it. I've been saying it all week. I don't think that it's cool that they made the Raiders play. Uh. Well, it, is it cool that they made other teams play? They didn't let. They didn't make the Tennessee play. Is is it cool that they made the Patriots play? Without Cam, one guy. Yeah, that's fine. That's one guy. Our whole offensive line was in. They didn't practice all week, and you know they didn't even fuck it. They moved the game from prime time to sooner in the day. Yeah. 
How the fuck did they not give us that little we like did everyone else? Like, oh, you can play another Monday night game. Like, give us another day. So, like, I'm already livid about that. Then they eject my boy Gabe Jackson for, I don't know, something, nothing. I could, I've, I've scoured that replay a million times, and the most he did was, like, run up on a guy and was on the ground already and push him. So, not, not an ejectable offense to me. Okay. On our already fucked up offensive line. Okay. But, so, so the offensive line wasn't, I mean, the problem, though. So no, you say the no, offensive line. No, no, I'm, line. I'm going to the actual problem. I'm just venting because I was so fucking mad before the game. This isn't a therapy session, Chris. I don't give a shit. The defense is so atrocious. They need to fire Paul Gunther because, I mean, fucking look at oh, it, dude. God, we're being dramatic today. Yes. We're not being dramatic. <laughs> this is a thing that everyone has been saying, that everyone... You go to any fucking pundit that's a professional, I'll tell you the same thing. Now, Gruden won't do it mid-season, and he won't come out and say he's going to fire him. That's stupid. And do I think it's an overreaction? Maybe. But this dude's had seven weeks, and the defense had one good game, and it was they still gave up 32 points. So the defense is atrocious. If the defense gets a few stops in that game, we easily have a chance to win it. Maybe. We were only down four yeah. with eight minutes left. Yeah, maybe. You, you, you never know. If the defense gets a few more stops, we, we are in a chance to win that game. Yes, you're right. If you stop them from scoring, then you have better chances to score. Yeah, you so are, I don't know why you're you arguing complete, with me because it's such an obvious statement. Yeah. So just let it, just why you got to argue it's, with it. It's then. almost like if you score more points than the other team, that's where I'm going with you this. win the game. That's where I'm going with this. Got it, so got I'm, it. That's why I'm confused as to why you're, you're arguing yeah, yeah. with me. I, ju I just love hypotheticals. That's my favorite. Okay, we can leave that. <laughs> so then we had... We had... Okay, so we'll go to a close one, and then an interesting one. Uh, but we had a close one that was also another wild one. Browns-Bengals. Oh, God bless. We lose, we lose OBJ. The, uh, torn ACL, that sucks. That was, yeah, very early on in the game. And they're just really... The first couple quarters, it's pretty close. I mean, the entire game is pretty close. But the fourth quarter, they scored a collective 34 points. Like, they they went off, and they were just going back and forth. Touchdown pass here, touchdown pass Let's there. Let's talk like, about, like, just doing a run, like... The game that Baker had after that abysmal first quarter. The first quarter, yeah, it's just like he he wasn't there. It's like he didn't start playing until the second second quarter and on. Because that, he only he pretty much went perfect after that. The only incompletion he had was to clock the ball. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm still taking Gardner. <laughs> Dude. Well, good, because that's the next game we'll talk about. <laughs> oh, good. Um, no, Baker looked great, and, I mean, division games. Like, I didn't see that one being a blowout. Like, the Bengals, you know, don't think they're a terrible squad. They just have a terrible O-line. But Joe Burrow really looked started to look comfortable yesterday. He looked good. And it's, I mean, it's... Nobody's taking the Bengals, like, not that they're not taking them seriously. Maybe some people aren't, but definitely we know this is a year where they're figuring it out. Right. This is a year one quarterback, number one pick. Like, no one's expecting you to fucking make the playoffs and that's a good, in that division. Yeah, and that's a good showing. That's a good showing, like, made it a close game. He did some things that you were, I mean, like, okay, you would be impressed by. And... So we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what goes, what he can continue to do. But I mean, do you think the loss of OBJ is a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I I absolutely do. Uh, okay. It helps when you still have Jarvis Landry on the field. It does. Um, but I th I think like he did. Of course, he looked better once OBJ left the field. But who's who's to say like correlate causation doesn't equal correlation? No, or I agree. You can't say that like. Anything can happen. It's like uh, anytime a player gets hurt, like next man up, you know, you just go, and sometimes it works out, and and depending on the matchups, it might not. But I I do think it's a it's a big deal. I mean, he is a he's a good receiver. He's not a clutch receiver, but he's always had the good numbers. He's always had good numbers as a receiver. Well, they got the Raiders next week, so I it's gonna be a shootout. So we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, that that should be a good one. And then for. The Sunday, or excuse me, before the Sunday night game, we had the Chargers and the Jags, which was interesting. Herbert got his first win. It was very, yeah, yeah. It was it was very interesting, and I mean, 
Chargers, yeah, two and four. Like they're doing whatever they're doing their thing, tied with Denver for uh, third. Third, but Herbert got his first win, and he's—I don't think he has thrown for less than three hundred yards in a game. Oh, he's a stud. He's—I mean, so this could be good. This could be very good. Uh, it bodes well for them, and so you're still taking Gardner, huh? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's do we do we think? Look, uh, do I want a flip flop? Yes. But do I have to double down? <laughs> of course I do. There's no mania this year. No, it's not. It is only going to be in his first year. We just need more stories. He needs to start doing more weird things, and then maybe that will fuel him. We need some of his college, you know, people to come back out and tell us some anecdotal things from when he was a fucking clown. I mean, he still is kind of a clown. But that's what he needs to continue that because without the mania, this is what we got. Yeah, uh, just 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 a quarterback. Just a, on a on a bad team. Yep. So I mean, it was I mean it was a ten point game, so it wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't a one score game. So that's this is the one that's kind of like right in the middle, like meh. Not a lot at stake for either team i don't think no not really it's not like either of them are fighting for anything or proving anything at this point i mean just kind of go for trying to go for wins trying to see what you can put together against uh, another team basically of the same stature right i was waiting for the chargers to punch through it was only a matter of time herbert's been in all those games that he's lost oh yeah yeah i still like i mean decent amount of one score games you know yeah um and then we have sunday night's game Seattle and Arizona. Woof. Woof. Uh, big Russ, t- Russ threw two picks. He threw three. He threw three. He threw three picks. And it was it was, it was was one of those things where it's like, oh, once they show a graphic, they're like, oh, man, this person has only ever uh, done this. Like, they've only ever thrown one pick in this stadium ever. Oh, and then guess what happened? He throws three in one night. I remember. And the only other pick was... In the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So now he has five picks in that stadium, and uh, yikes. But Russ, is, he was just like, yeah, I love playing in that stadium. And then throws three picks. Ooh, three touchdowns, three picks. That that doesn't that even... That cancels out. It, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Uh, but, I mean, look, if you're... It was so strange, because if you're watching the game, you're like, oh, yeah, Seattle's destroying right now. In a great first half. They're, you're like, they're destroying right now, and then... <coughs> They're just like, wait, you're, they're actually only up by like 10. They're up by like 7, 3, or 10. And it's usually a one-score game at this point. And so you're just like, but if you're watching the game, it looks like Seattle is doing, like, just owning them. It had a feel like that, especially like when you have plays like DK running down the safety and then them getting the stop, you know, not any points off of that turnover. It, it, at that point, it felt like, okay, yeah, this is this is, a, this is the Seahawks game. It just felt like a classic Seahawks game, just like, oh, weird things are happening, and then we pull through with the win. Um, and it just didn't happen. Like, let Arizona hang around. We only scored a touchdown in the second half, and then wasn't able to convert a key third down, which would have just iced the game, let the clock run out. I mean, there were, there were so many mistakes by Seattle. Seattle lost that game. Arizona didn't win. <laughs> they let him come back. They had a crucial unsportsmanlike conduct that let them continue their drive instead of just settling for a field goal. And but on, honestly, that game, it was just like the Titans and the Steelers. It was just whoever won that game deserved to win that game. I mean, another divisional game, another huge game. Like, that's what that game felt like. Whoever wanted it more, won. And Arizona, it just seemed like they wanted it more. Right, and they made really, really great adjustments at halftime, obviously, to kind of counter the energy that Seattle had brought in the first. Like, you could see that Arizona had a little bit of it in the first half, but as a second, they came out in the second half, and it just looked like they were rejuvenated. Oh, yeah, they were They were ready to come out and fucking, you know, show that they are also, they're in this division that is really good. And they're part of that tier, like those three teams that are in there, three and a half even, because San Francisco's not a bad team. Yeah. But yeah. Rams, you know, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, like all great teams in that division. And it's like the Cardinals want everyone to know, like, hey, we're here too. Yeah. And they did I, that. They did well, that. I mean, they're they're second in the division. Like, 
So I mean, and both, they have the tiebreaker right now. Both both the Rams and the uh, Cardinals are both five and two. 49ers are four and three. Every team with a record above five hundred. And it was a stat like this hasn't happened this far in the season ever. Like it's week seven. This has never happened. So. Let's just get all four NFC West teams in the playoffs, since that can happen now. And, uh, I don't know. I'll sell my car. <laughs> okay. Uh, recorded here at minute 42-ish. 40-minute mark. He said that. We'll see what happens. I hope so. Actually, actually, if they all make the playoffs, I'll just get a tattoo. Of the record of them. <laughs> if they all make it, I'll get, like, the record and the logo of each of them. Okay. I'm holding you to it. I, w- I would love it. Okay. Where are you getting it? Um, let's get it... Let's get it right on the calf. Okay, I like that. Right on the calf. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, now I'm really... I'm going to be rooting for all these teams <laughs> the rest of the season. And, I mean, so to finish out, it's, it's another NFC West team. We had... The Rams. Rams and, the and Bears. Bears. Um, Not a whole lot, I have to say. I turned the game off. <laughs> I really did. It was, I was just like, oh, okay. Once they got that like weird deflection pick in the end zone, I was just like, that's kind of how the rest of the game is probably going to go. You see that quote that Nick Foles had? No, what did he say? He said that he knows that like certain plays that Magnaggy is going to call aren't going to work because he knows he's not going to have enough time after the snap. Ooh. Like he said this to people. Ooh. So that, that instills a lot of confidence between the relationship and the coach and the quarterback. Yeah, sure. You don't divulge that information to the press. <laughs> I mean, I and I think it's just him saying, I don't think it's him saying he doesn't believe in his offensive line. He just knows that there's an Aaron Donald. True. Got so you kind of got to get rid of that ball before he Dude eat, is a monster. Before he eats you. <laughs> He's a monster. But, the, I mean, that that really wraps it up. There's There were a lot of blowouts, a lot of one-score games, close games. Um, so week seven was definitely a doozy. Week eight's going to be intense, too. Yeah, there, there is a lot going on in week eight. It's it's really going to – people are going to – some teams are going to separate themselves from the pack. It's or already bring happening. themselves back yeah. into, that, into the pack. Like, I think this is going to be a big week for Seattle. 49ers, uh, yeah, I mean, so look – if Seattle loses this game, then 49ers are 5 and 3. And 3. Seattle is 5 and 2, <coughs> and then everyone will have 5 wins in that division. Yep. But I don't know. So we'll see we'll see what game. happens with that. Yeah. Um but as everybody knows, it is now on to our favorite segment, Hot Route. Hot Route. So I I got some hot routes for Chris here. So after last, so after Sunday night's game, and well, actually all the games on Sunday, where's your MVP vote standing? It's still Russ. Even with that not great performance on Sunday night, I mean, there's only a couple names that, that really come to mind outside of Russ. It's like Aaron Rodgers obviously is always there. Um, I can't say Tom Brady because of everything that's around him. I can't really do that. Yeah, but that's he's fair. but he's also looking really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson though is is still my number one. But I mean, it's still only not even halfway through the season yet. So at this at the halfway point, almost, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's it's Russ. Yeah, still. Yeah, because I mean. He, he did tie Peyton Manning's touchdown record through six games. Right. So. He, at this point, like, you don't get the five wins that they have without him. Yeah. So. Like, how literal, how words work, he is the most valuable player to, to that the team. team. Yeah. Yes. And that's not always who gets the award. Of course. It's usually and, but like not. That's, and the, I'm always in the sense of that, like, the most valuable person on their team, and, and that's why I think it's Russ. Yeah. All right. Hot route number two. My brother's going to love that, by the way. (laughs) Hot route number two. So I'm kind of just going across the board and just rechecking in with everything. But what are your rookie of the year thoughts right now? Who who might be a front runner for that and who's kind of looking pretty good? 
I mean, shit. Joe Burrow. I mean, just to be able to stand there and fucking get killed every night or every week and still, you know, go toe-to-toe with, with Baker last week. Um, I, I guess I haven't watched enough rookies to really confidently say anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really for me, it's between Burrow and Herbert right now. I mean, because those, those are the two quarterbacks. But, Jesus, I but, forgot about Herbert. But what about... Edwards Hilaire. Eh. He's he's had he's had two really good games. Yeah. And the rest of them were just meh to maybe but a little below. It kind of goes average. back to what I was saying about Tom Brady not being MVP because everything that's run. I mean, he's got Pat Mahomes as quarterback who's throwing to Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Of course, you better fucking have good run games if you if those are the guys that are pulling the linebackers out of you know <laughs> of the line. So it's like. When you have an offense that sh- fires on all cylinders like that, one compensates the other. So it's like, okay, the run's not working in this first quarter. Let me throw to my tight end. Let me fucking throw 16 bombs to Tyreek Hill. And then it's like, now we have to do cover three or a zone. And it's like, okay, now we can run. And it's like, that's where he's eating up those yards. It's like, we think about like Zeke in the earlier days, like when Dak didn't have a whole lot of people to throw to. He was still eating. Okay, running backs that can still eat when their quarterbacks aren't throwing anybody, there's a difference there. I don't think that, and I, I'm not being biased because he's a chief. I just, this is how I see it. I don't know, because, I mean, why isn't Zeke doing as well? It's it's kind of the same concept, right? If, he, if this is a guy who can't eat, he should still be, you know, getting... His yards, getting his. I think this is a unique, well. unique case with Zeke. I think that the mentality in the Dallas organization right now is just the attitude is is piss poor, and it it goes from the top down. I mean, reports coming out of the locker room saying that the that they don't like the coaching staff because they didn't think they were prepared. It's like it's a mentality thing. So that's hanging over you. Who who expects you to play with anybody to play well? Okay, we've yeah. seen Dallas since Dak went down, like. Adding that to the already the already drama filled locker room, it's like no one's gonna thrive in those conditions. Maybe and even with that, it's like maybe his offensive line, same thing, not fucking feeling it. So they're not filling the C gap or pulling at the right times or pulling at the right speeds. Well, really, what I'm getting at is like name a running back who is doing quite well who doesn't also have a decent to good passing attack. Uh, Titans? Are you for real? Tannehill is doing fantastic. Yeah, but he's... Okay. T- Tannehill is very under the radar, and that's a, I mean, that's a dark horse for MVP pick, depending on how he does. But Tannehill is very under the radar, and he's throwing some darts. So, I it, like, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, find me a running back who's still getting his and who doesn't have a good... Passing support. That could take me a long time. Yeah, uh, that should have been a hot route. Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to prove me while, why uh, the Chiefs running back should, should be in the Rookie of the Year conversation. We've gone this far. Yeah, yeah. There's levels to this shit. I think it's going to be one of the two quarterbacks for Burner, bro. And it, you, I mean, yeah, unless like it's really a standout like defensive player or somebody really destroys but i mean we have two starting court rookie quarterbacks it's going to be between the two of them all right and then this one is a little bit longer but like i was saying we're just doing we're going through everything just like what's the, what's the status of the season give me some of your revised division winners Okay, we'll start from the AFC West. Uh, Chiefs. Okay, okay. Uh, AFC North. Pittsburgh. Tough one, right? I think we said Baltimore at the beginning of the season. I think I think Pittsburgh can do it. Well, I, I, I said Pittsburgh has the most, they have the most fluidity in that. They could be one, two, or three. Yeah. That, that was mine, so that's cheating, but count it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh. AFC East. I'm sticking with the Bills. Okay. AFC South. The Titans. Okay. I think, I think only okay. one has changed there. Okay. So you're not picking the Colts for that? No. Okay. 
And then we'll go in the NFC. We'll start. Oh yeah, you hate Philip Rivers. That's that's on me to it's, ask a dumbass question. Yeah, it's got chill out over there. NFC West. I still think the Seahawks are going to take it. Okay. NFC North, Packers. Nothing's changed there. Okay. NFC East. Can I say that for last? Wait, who did we even say for? I don't remember who even said for I think, that. I, I think, think it was I, Dallas. I said. I said Philly. I, th- I might have said Dallas. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm saving it for last, okay, because I'm talking about the NFC South. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, okay. The Buccaneers. And I think that changed. I think we all said we, we New said Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. yeah. Um, so, NFC <laughs> East now. Jesus. This is basically just a new, like, just start from scratch, actually. Just talk like, like, they're all basically like zero wins because they kind of are. So just I'm like sticking with Philly. Sticking with Philly. Sticking with Philly. Uh, because, you know, I can't say Dallas anymore because... Even if, you know, if Andy Dalton does come back, it's still just Andy Dalton. I I don't know. I don't know. NFC East is a toss-up. So only two changed. The NFC South. And the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So still pretty, so decent, decent uh, picks. Yeah. I mean, those are almost easy to call because... Well, everything that you have called... Except for the AFC North is, I mean, currently happening. Well, AFC North and NFC South. So, but everything else is like pretty as, much how as, we thought it was going to go. Yeah, yeah. It's as you called. Well, I look forward to Week Eight. Like we're going to be seeing a lot of, you know, we're getting to the thick of the season now, where you know you can't be losing games anymore if you're trying to make the playoffs. Like this is the go time. Yeah, the middle of the season that people, you know, kind of have a lull. Got to power through. Right, and we talked about teams being able to separate or th- insert themselves right back into the middle of the pack. Like, this is the week that's going to... It's going to be a big week for a lot of teams. And it's going to be a big week for a lot of teams that are on the cusp. Like, um, for instance, like this is a must-win week for the Raiders. Yeah. Put the it, Seahawks put can separate themselves or they can fucking have five wins just like everyone else in the they division. They can have five wins with everybody else. Can't, um, can't wait. The Buccaneers can maintain their you know momentum. Uh, the Saints need to win. Yeah, Saints yeah. need to win. It's at that point where it's 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 not quite down to the nitty gritty yet, but these are important, more important games than people think. Yep. So with that, uh, looking forward to that. We'll be back next week with week eight uh, recap. It's gonna be exciting. And then, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Ed. And this has been almost agreeable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch all new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.